0: Hi there, welcome to the Isogo TV podcast from esogostrong.com. I'm your host, Becky Hammond, and you and I gather here on this podcast to fixate on strength in our families and on our teams. Because when we start from assuming strength, we can make relationships easier. This is episode 119. Since the break of the global crisis, much, much has changed. I'm betting that 2020 is far from what you expected as the year began. Yet, here's what we're learning from the Strengths in Crisis series. This season, while it continues to challenge us daily, also has the potential to bring about a pivot point in humanity that leaves us stronger than ever before, especially as we choose to fixate on strength instead of focusing on weakness. We are now nearing the close of this series here on Isogo TV Podcast about using our strengths in crisis. Perhaps, more than any other series, the conversation we're having here are connecting to people. Thank you for sharing that with me. You know, they're connecting because of the willingness and vulnerability of our guests to share in the midst of struggle, not just the glowing end when we've all made it through. Today, you get to hear from one of Isogo's very own, Annie Elliott. Annie is responsible for getting everything Isogo produces out into the world blog posts, newsletters, etc. As you hear in this interview, Annie has a long-standing connection with our family, and for the past two years, she's launched into her own dream career as a teacher to kindergartners. As you can imagine, life after mid-March took on a wildly different form for Annie and all the teachers in the elementary school where she teaches. What an interesting time to start a teaching career. <laughs> Many of you have likely experienced the sudden jolt into crisis schooling at home yourselves. Annie gives us a glimpse of the other side of the curtain, from driving from driving 100 miles less per day to 75% attendance in class to the value of dialing her strengths up and down so they don't drive her into the ground. You will enjoy this chat with Annie, and my hope is that you'll also appreciate those teachers in your life just a little bit more. Let's dive in with Annie Elliott. All right. Well, welcome, Annie Elliot, to the show.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to get to talk to you, of course, like that's just me, but I'm very excited to have everyone out there in the Isogo community really get to know you and who you are and um specifically from the position that you come from, uh, in the education system and a public school. And so I know we'll get into that, but I'm excited for that story, the story that must be told. Um, and I just have to give everyone a little preview that Annie has, and I have been working together for, actually I didn't calculate this before we started. I mean, uh, how many years are we looking at? Cyrus was like six months or something when you started? Is that right? Bram. Bram oh. was nine months. Oh, Bram. <laughs> Shoot. And he's seven. So it's been six and a half yes. years. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Thank you for keeping me on track there. That's right. He wasn't even walking when you met him. No, he wasn't. (laughs) That is crazy. Okay. So six and a half years, we have been working together. Um, Our relationship has evolved over time. Um, She originally started at helping our family as a nanny and she did such an amazing job and was so detail oriented that I was like, what else can I have you do? And um, it's just so (laughs) service oriented as well, that she ended up um, kind of transitioning uh, at the end of college and, and after college to being a part of the Isogo team. So if you go over to isogostrong.com slash company, you will see Annie Elliott's beautiful picture and her bio because she is the one that kind of keeps this engine running. Um, I put the content together, but it would not get out into the universe unless there was an Annie Elliott. So um, (laughs) thank you so much, Annie, not only for being on here, but just for everything that you've done for the Isogo team over the last now I know, six and a half years. (laughs) Of course, it's
1: been a pleasure. And I've just loved working with you and with your family. And it's, yeah, it's a great joy. So (laughs) Thanks,
0: thanks. Um, You've changed our lives in so many ways. And uh, that's probably a whole nother conversation that I really want to get into, but I won't. So so let's have everyone else get to know and love you as much as I do. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, Uh, like, a bit about your life before the coronavirus hit, Um, like, what you did for work and what your family is like, and then we can go from there.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, I teach kindergarten in a public school district in um, Southern California, and I have been doing that. I'm in my second year of teaching, Mm -hmm. so I'm just about to finish up. So it's been quite the introduction to (laughs) my career with all of this chaos. but I, you know, I feel really fortunate. I work with a great team of people and, mm. um, and I have fantastic students and families and, you know, it's been, it's definitely, um, been a lot of ebbing and flowing and just kind of yeah. going with the, mo- going with the flow and figuring it out. But it's been, it's been fun and, you know, I'm really enjoying. I currently live with my parents because, you know, that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> and, when
0: um, you're a teacher in your second I year in California. <laughs> California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so, um, I've been, uh, and I have a dog, so, uh, you know, and a boyfriend and, you know, just things are, things are definitely different now, but they're, uh, than they used to be. But, um, you know, I've just loved, you know, I, my parents are, have been retired. So, you know, they've been really great. And, 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 and I know you asked me about my, the time, my life before coronavirus, but um, it hasn't really been different. You know? <laughs> my, my life has, hasn't really changed too much other than just being home more. So,
0: you know. <laughs> yes, except for talking one thing, we were, we we're talking about your car. <laughs> Tell us car, how yeah. long your commute used to be versus what it is now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, my typical commute is 50 miles one way. So that's, it's, I drive about hundred miles a day and it's about an hour away each way. And, uh, I start school at seven 15 in the morning. So I'm, mm. I have an early, early morning and you know, that's when students start to arrive and, wow. uh, um, but then I'm done, you know, about 2.30, 3.00, so, you know, but it's kind of a give and take. You know, yeah, a little bit. Dinner at the reasonable time.
0: But, uh, but yeah, so my yeah. car
1: my car is definitely thanking me right now. I'm taking it like yeah,
0: For 2,000 miles <laughs> less per month or whatever it ends up yeah, being. Yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: haven't hit that 100,000 mile mark yet, but. Not quite,
0: there. but you must be inching up on it. <laughs> yes, very closely. Uh, well so we are now i mean as we're shooting this this is towards the beginning of may so we are at least two full months into the um california's um, restrictions on what people what people would do the closings of closing of schools um as public meeting places so can you if you can like bring us back to two months ago when you this all this kind of first started rolling out uh what what happened with you and your life and your schedule in those first few days or that first week or two?
1: Yeah. So things started getting crazy about the second week of March and getting really serious. So, um, it was Friday, March 13th. We, Mm. we, it was really, uh, profound date if friday you're superstitious 13th, you at mean? all for friday the 13th and um it was wow. also a full moon that day so you know if you put all of it into perspective it's quite
0: interesting <laughs> how it all happened
1: uh yeah we i teach kindergarten half day so my kids leave at 11:15, okay. and then i do other um support in the afternoon for other grade levels and so i we kind of knew something was happening, but we didn't, we weren't really being told and it wasn't a direct order, you know, to like prepare to not come back to school. And, you know, we had an inkling, my kids left for the day. And then an hour later, um, during my lunch, they told us, you know, okay, well the district and the the county and the, uh, and the district have officially ordered the schools to close through till spring break. And that was only going to be, um, let's see, that was only going to be for three weeks plus the spring break. And that was initially what it was. So, but my kids had already left. So like, you know, I just sent a message and said, Hey, you'll be getting a notification, but I just wanted to give you a heads up, you know, don't come to school on Monday and for the next three weeks. And then obviously no
0: spring through spring
1: break. So um, wow, that gives then, me the goosebumps.
0: Like I am like, what you like? You just said
1: your regular vibes. There was no like hugs or anything. Nothing. You know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nothing. We were expecting to you know at least be able to come back the following Monday, and you know make sure that we like because if we had known, we would have, I you know all all the, my fellow colleagues and I we would have sent home packets and things like that uh, to help support and you know cool. provided more and but they just said nope we'll just go with what we have and my district took over and they made packets for parents paper packets and then as we transitioned to distance learning um to help support until we could get you know computers distributed and stuff but wow yeah it was it was it was sad (laughs) it's still sad but you know there is a bright side this will all be over someday so. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, yeah. that is true. And you can already hear your strengths coming out, so we'll get. We'll definitely get into those in a little <laughs> bit here. Um, so, okay. You got to tell me, you're a kindergarten teacher and that mm-hmm. means that you teach five-year-olds and six-year-olds, right? At this point in the semester. Yes. So tell yes. me what a day in the life looks like now that you are a kindergarten teacher who's supposed to be teaching from a digital perspective, like what? It, what is that like? <laughs> um, I don't really know. <laughs> it's
1: uh well. <laughs> it's been it's been an interesting transition. the The perspective that my district has, um, due to equ- equitability and accessibility yeah. for our yeah. student population, none of Mm. the work since March 13th is required. And so Mm. basically, um, the kids, they left on March 13th with whatever grades they had or scores that they had or assessments that the teachers had conducted because, uh, progress reports were due like two weeks later. So like it was right during an assessment period. So we all kind of got it, had an idea of where our kids were, but, um, there's still a lot of growth of growth to happen especially in kindergarten at this yeah. time of the year. I mean it's yeah. a huge growing period. So, um right now really all, you know, because it's not required, all that they're expecting the teachers to do is provide um work digitally through so we assign assignments through Google Classroom and mm-hmm. we utilize our uh Clever portal and we, you know, to assign our language arts curriculum and our uh, any other um, online app access. Like we use a couple of reading apps and math apps and stuff. So, you know, every day I schedule everything on Monday for the whole week. Um, I have a meeting, usually a Google meet meeting with my class, uh, Mm. every Monday at 10. And that is, you know, it's kind of hit or miss sometimes I've, you know, had about 75% Hmm. generally of um, my kids attending, which is great. I think that seems pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, but it's slowly, you know, they're slowly dwindling and the work work is slowly dwindling as we're approaching summer. But, uh, you know, we're, in, we're just under four weeks away from our last day of school. So we still have some work to do, but...
0: We're getting there. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting to the, like, okay, yeah, let's just watch a movie and have a party anyway kind of time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully you can just push through that far, right? Yes. So so after everything closed down and you you didn't even get to go back to your classroom, you didn't get to go, you didn't get to see your students again in person, Mm -hmm. um, what additional stress did that kind of bring to your life or to your work?
1: Well, when you're kind of ripped out of what you love Mm. to do, um, you know, this isn't like summer vacation. I've seen a lot of things online Mm. and, you know, all these teachers are, I bet they're enjoying (laughs) their early summer break. And it's like, this isn't summer break because when we go to summer break, there's a lot of preparation that we have mentally and that we prepare mm-hmm. the kids mentally mm-hmm. for and physically, you know, it's a whole process. And so, um, you know, I've definitely gone through kind of a grieving period of not being mm-hmm. able to be with my students and see this, this huge growth sport that usually happens this mm-hmm. time of year in kindergarten and, uh, enjoy it with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing the best that I can, you know, I, I, I am getting letters from students with Aww. their drawings and um being mailed to my house and I also have you know I I've told the parents multiple times you know send me any pictures if your you know student wants Aww. to show me something I'd love to see it so I get pictures every week of you know just different things like one of my students just sent me a picture yesterday and he lost his front tooth on the bottom and he Aww. the part- that i guess his mom said was i just want to show miss elliot can i oh. show miss elliot so um you know it was really sweet and you know still being able to be parts of those part of those big moments for these tiny humans yeah. is exciting but it's also sad so i'm looking forward to you know eventually when we can get back to some sort of normalcy but, yeah yeah
0: as if we knew what that was going to be like. Right. I mean, I can imagine that that, even that in and of itself, that kind of uncertainty. I mean, I I experienced it in my own life, just our family figuring out like what's next and different, you know, with my own clients and with David's job that got postponed. Um, so what, what does that feel like to you to kind of be, feel like nothing's set yet, even for next year?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I have discipline in my top five, so I'm very, you know, I am very, and responsibility too. So I'm, you know, I am very organized and planned. I like to have a plan and I have futuristic too. So, you know, that adds to it. And I really, it's, it's, um, it's definitely challenging not being in the routine that I'm used to. Mm. Um, and it's, I'm, but I also have, you know, all these ideas and thoughts about, what it could be like or what it, you know, ideas of what could work and how we can make this safe until, you know, there's a a vaccine or, you know, we can get, you know, through this, this tough period where it's, we can get to, you know, enough herd immunity or whatever, you know, so I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm trying not to think too much about, Hmm. you know, what could be you know, or what, what I think could be, I should say. Um, and just kind of waiting for direction and, but also trying to be proactive and think about mentally preparing myself at least yeah. for, you know, how different things might be for a while.
0: Right. I mean, cause you were so mentally unprepared when you got ripped out of your situation that it, I can feel, mm-hmm. I, it feels like, you know, you, you I mean, I think that's, that's so, uh, was such a wise thing to say that you're like went into grieving, and now you're kind of like protecting yourself a little bit, like right, like well, I don't want to expect this one thing, and then this other thing is going to be happening, and I feel like that's something that we might right. be anticipating being a normal for the next, I don't know, couple of years. I I don't know how long it's going to take, but it seems right, like at knows, least a couple yeah. of years. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, it's taking a toll, you know, I think on everybody's mental health and, and, you know, we just have to be kinder to one another just because we don't, everyone processes things differently. And that's one thing that Mm -hmm. I'm trying to really hard to remember. So, (laughs) you know,
0: (laughs) including school districts, right? (laughs) In, including school districts. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's all this additional stress, but there's also some benefit. And I I know that um, you know that it's spoken out loud. And I know just from your personality and your perspective that I'm sure that you've been experiencing some benefits as well. What have been some of the things that stood out to you as something that you know these are good things that would not have happened but for the fact that I was ripped out of my classroom on March 13th.
1: Yeah. uh, For me, mostly it's rest. I'm Mm. feeling, you know, a lot of days that I was, you know, had a lot of 12 hour days from Mm. work, you know, including my commute, you know, that's including my long commute that I have. So, you know, just be having the opportunity to really get good rest and like get into a good routine for rest and rejuvenation. And I'm taking, you know, I'm taking good care of my hair cause I haven't been able to get a haircut in, you know, two months <laughs> and I have long hair. So, you know, I'm doing, you know, I actually feel like I have the time now to, mm. you know, just kind of pamper myself a little bit. And, um, but also really savoring the time I'm getting to spend with my parents and, yeah. you know, it's, I, you know, I feel really fortunate that I have, you know, have had the opportunity to spend so much more time with them. Mm. And my dog too. I mean, my dog is going to have some serious separation anxiety when we go back to the normalcy. So I try my best to not have her with me constantly like she would like to be. So, um, you know, just, just really enjoying, just enjoying, yeah. just enjoying the slowness and the rest that comes with it. So, oh.
0: Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that, um, that somehow, even though our mental state is kind of overtaxed, that Mm -hmm. the physicality of being rested and all that, like maybe can make up for it in some way, shape or form. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, we have um, chatted a little bit, kind of dipped our fingers into your top five strengths and how those might be mm-hmm. impacting your perspective on this event, or how you're dealing with it, or how you feel about it. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's open that up a little bit more. First of all, why don't you just give us, uh, tell us what your top five strengths are, and then, um, and then, uh, how. Give us an, under, an idea of how is understanding your strengths, you know, how is knowing them been helpful to navigating these past couple months?
1: Yeah. So starting from the top, uh, I have developer, discipline, responsibility, relater, and futuristic. Um, mm, awesome. And combo. so I have a, <laughs> yeah. So, and then my six through 10 also, I have, you know, I have a lot of relationship strengths, but, um, most of them actually in my top 10. So I, uh, you know, I feel like I've been able to kind of tune into how I'm maybe overusing or underusing some of my strengths. Mm. And I definitely feel like I'm for, for a while I was overusing my discipline, like being, you know, Mm. getting really frustrated because I didn't have a plan and, Mm. you know, getting frustrated with, you know, my work and just not really knowing what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. And now, and I've kind of, you know, pulled it back a little bit and toned Mm. it down so that I could really, um, so that I can not be so anxious about things and frustrated when things aren't happening the way I want them to.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You mean you haven't been able to control every
1: detail of your life for the last two no, months? What?
0: Right.
1: That's why I'm a teacher because I have my little ecosystem that I just
0: <laughs> kinda of, right, exactly.
1: right, I can kind of, you know, mold and contort into oh. what I like. So uh, <laughs> but I've definitely seen my futuristic blossom. I mean, mm. I it's it's definitely been an interesting experience because I I def I am a planner and I you know I can yeah. and I like to think about what can be and you know what I'd like to see happen um, and I've always kind of been like that I like to visualize where I like to see my life I've always you know had a five, 10 year plan for my life <laughs> with whatever yes. stage I'm in and had an idea and now you know and. And, and it's, um, it's surprising. Like I've stuck to that five to 10 year plan. I think my decision, I mean, this
0: futuristic talent, David has it too, as you know, I'm just like, it's like this beautiful thing. Like, how do you do that? Like see into the future and then actually get there or make it happen. Like that's the part that I'm like, well, I can see tomorrow's goals and I can pretty much do those. (laughs) painting a picture thing is not my forte. <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were talking a little bit earlier, like that you feel like maybe your core strength or something that you really have been relying on has maybe shifted over time or maybe shifted in this crisis. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Definitely. So, um, I would say t- typically I'd say my discipline strength is, pretty much my core strength like that's mm-hmm. how I live my life i live it in structure and you know not to say that i'm not fun on vacation cuz i do like <laughs> to just kind of go with the flow you can ask my boyfriend about that <laughs> but i like to have an idea but my mm-hmm. but i've i've really seen my futuristic come out of the woodwork a little bit and mm-hmm. i never would have thought that that would be a core strength but i think with everything right now uh it's given me some comfort, I guess I could Mm. say, you know, and really knowing and then also having connectedness in my, you know, in my six or ten. Um and being able to see those come together a little bit and um and just knowing that we'll all be okay, everything will work out, Mm. we'll be fine. It's just, you know, we just have to give it time. We need to be kind to another, kind to ourselves, patient. Mm. You know, I'm and You know, and I've kind of let my discipline and kind of settle down a little bit and, you know, allow myself to kind of get into my summer mode of not sticking to this. stuffy structured schedule all the time <laughs> you know i definitely have a routine you know i like to wake up by a certain time i like to eat breakfast i like to do my workouts yep. I like take my dog for a walk and things but but the in-betweens i allow myself like i took a nap yesterday and i i don't remember the last time i took a nap in the <laughs> day, but i just i felt like i needed it so i did
0: <laughs> and it's like, like oh whoa. it I wasn't so even fortunate. in my <laughs> color-coded calendar that i no, should take a wasn't. nap <laughs> I not written it in my planner <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, so tell us, like, what is your futuristic see for yourself or for, uh, for the crisis or for, uh, like, what's the part of it that kind of brings you that peace? Because um, you, you definitely said, like, you know, it's all going to work out and stuff. And I hear like connectedness, like little stars going off in my head. What's that picture that you feel like has been helpful for you to, to look forward to that, that gives you that peace?
1: Uh, well, for me, I think it's mostly just, um, I guess, no, I don't know how to put it into words. You know, I, you know, I'm a big science buff. So I think that Mm. if we follow the science, the science will lead us where we need to go. And so I think that, you know, we just need to put our faith and trust in the scientists that are working diligently Mm. and, you know, um, the... Any, anyone in that profession and field and just knowing that they're working towards something and we need to be patient mm. and, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. We didn't, you know, this happened so suddenly and, you know, it it was kind of, we all kind of just got smacked with it because there was, no, you know, just like the Spanish flu in there, you know, a hundred years ago. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> there's no, it, this is just how life is and, um, mm. you know, we just need to you know, I think that that's what's kind of helping drive my, you know, direction. And I'm just trying really hard to keep up with like, you know, the WHO and, and, and any of the, you know, science groups and the labs that are working at the different universities that are working hard towards this around the world. And I think yeah. I'm just, you know, allowing, allowing myself to see the bigger picture that, you know, there are specialists at work, I need to do my part, for now, whether my part only has to, I only have to do this for, you know, six months or if I have to do it for two years, you know, who knows, Mm. but I, um, I definitely think that it's, it's going to change. This has been a big wake up call, I think, and it's going to change how we approach things, you know, and how we approach the world and just how we live. And, you know, I already try to kind of I already try to live a little bit sustainably, so you know I'm mm-hmm. excited to see how how this is gonna manifest in, in like, you know, local productions and things like that too. Yeah, with food and everything.
0: But yeah, well, you live in Southern California. I mean, from a connection yeah. standpoint, like I have other friends who are like, you should see outside. Like the sky is so clear, and I can't imagine what the fish it's are feeling. Beautiful. You know, all those
1: things. <laughs> It's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. We've had, you know, we had a little bit of crummy weather with some rain, but it was so, I think, so needed. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it's springtime and the flowers are blooming Uh, and everything uh, is green. And, you know, I think that having less people, you know, out has definitely been, you know, a nice break for our earth. (laughs) But, you know, we just need to, you know, keep it up and, you know, be more conscientious of how we treat The world, I guess. Yeah, it'll be including other humans.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, that's true. That's true too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, like, we can hold on to some of these benefits or, like, even to yourself, right? Like, you've talked about the rest and feeling rejuvenated and, like, how much better you feel in your life and your mental state and all that because of a very, fairly simple thing, but that's very difficult to do. I know that as well, like, to get Mm -hmm. enough rest. Like, yeah, what does that look like in a future life when we're? When we can say, okay, you know what, I I remember how good that felt. Like, are we going to do that? Like, are are we going to remember how good that felt to have enough rest and that, like, how clear our minds were and how much more productive we were able to be because of that rest? Or, like you said, how we treat other people. Are we going to remember, like, man, I miss people, right? Or are we going to be like, oh, people, they're so. Frustrating, you know. Yes,
1: and we're only human. We're gonna have our moments, but um, I think that this is definitely, at least for me personally, you know, it's been a real wake. It was a real wake up call, just with how I was living my life and kind of being caffeine dependent on waking up because I wasn't Mm. going to bed early enough and you know, just not really taking care and, and seeing the effect in how my skin looked and just how I felt and, you know, oh.
0: um,
1: you know, just being it's it's been it's been an interesting eye opening moment for me at least. And yeah. I I'm so for I'm so grateful for it personally.
0: But <laughs> Yes, totally. I mean, yeah, yeah. There, we have to Find the things to be grateful for, and I had another guest on that I was just listening to the other day again, and that said, like, we got to write these things down. Like, if we don't write these down, then we're gonna forget. Like, you know, what, yeah. like, how my body reacted to getting less caffeine and more rest. Like, go figure. But yeah, yes. we forget, you know, because it's like, oh, everything's back up and running. Let's, you know, let's jump right back into it. But do we really yes. want to get back into it a hundred percent the same way? I think most people I'm talking to are saying, well. Not really. Not really. Well, and that's, I
1: think, the um, American mentality too. Mm. You know, we're very goal oriented. What you do is who you are. And, you know, when you talk to someone, the first question you should ask, what's your name? Oh, what do you do? And then, oh, are you married or do you have kids or what are your hobbies? You know, those aren't the things that are typically asked first. It's, oh, what do you do? You know, and taking a step back and being, and right now it's like, well, you know, I'm I mean, yeah, I'm a teacher and an educator, but I'm also a daughter, a girlfriend, a friend, mm-hmm. I a dog mom, I you know, exactly. I have you know, like <laughs> I crave the outdoors and you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's getting back to the root of who we are as and what makes us happy and fulfills us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and remembering that our work is not the only thing that we have and it's not our really only identifying.
0: Yeah. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love uh, the way that this, that conversation took us because I think it's so, it's (laughs) so true. It's like, we, um, we don't, (laughs) we're not, we're not just our work. And when Mm -hmm. work is, is, you know, it's not stripped away for, I mean, for one out of every six people it actually has been stripped away, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And for the rest of us or the rest of most people, like their work looks different no matter what, no matter if you are a frontline and you still need to go to work, or if you are like you and I, and we've been able to be fortunate enough to have things virtual, like no matter what, it looks different. And so if our identity has has been wrapped up in this, then we're having a hard time, um, and it's when it's stripped away, you see what else is left. Um, and like you said, there's the relationships, the fan family, your spirituality, your outdoorsiness, your you know your connection to other things besides your work. And um, work's not bad; it's really, really good. But when it becomes yeah. the ultimate thing, then um, yes, you start to be able you suffer when it's stripped away. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Really wise things. Well, as we kind of close up here. Um, what advice or encouragement would you give to a person, maybe, maybe, maybe another teacher, like let's talk to the other teachers that are out there because mm-hmm. um, you're a teacher, you're in your second year, you're fresh, you have ideas, you have this ability to kind of um, cast a dream for yourself and for others. Um, what advice or encouragement would you give to other teachers out here who are kind of trying to make it through the last few weeks of school and thinking about the next year?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that you are doing fine. You know, you're doing everything <laughs> that you Repeat need to mantra.
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> your <Yes. laughs> mantra.
1: You're okay. The kids are okay, you mm. know, and that that's one of my favorite things about being in education is just um, seeing how amazing kids are, even from mm. an early age, from TK all the way through high school and college, and just how, you know they are resilient little human beings and so are we and we mm. are all going to get through this and we just need to be patient and understanding and supportive of one another um you know and just and not compare not compare ourselves mm. to to how others are doing things because you know every school does things differently every district does things differently every teacher runs their classroom differently and yeah. so for me it's been you know i am doing everything that i know how to do And that's good enough. And if I have even one kid that is getting something out of it, one of my students, Mm -hmm. then I feel like I've done my job because, you know, that's one more person that, you know, future engineer or future doctor, future (laughs) sanitation worker, future whatever that, you know, still got value, valuable work done in kindergarten. And I, you know, I just, I think that it's been if this is going to be take an interesting, um, turn or make for an interesting change in education and how we approach mm. education. And I think that that's, I think it's something that we've needed for a long time and I'm excited to be part of it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That is that is a really uh, really cool point to end on. Not only um, that we are doing okay, it's everything's gonna be okay. I have to keep telling myself, like I, I keep I keep joking like like there's people are going to be like, oh, were you in first grade in the end begin beginning of 2020? That's why you can't read that well." No big deal. Yeah. You totally get a pass on that. That's what I'm thinking for my you no know, for my son, you know. But um, you know, uh, there is there's grace for that. There's room for that. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. as a teacher, like you guys are doing so much to help support our families to help Keep their sanity to help keep their flow going, and to keep their kids learning and just loving learning. Um, and in the end, especially in kindergarten, that's what it's about: is like loving to learn. It's not necessarily that you got you know this number of hours in doing X Y Z worksheet, right? It's like the love mm-hmm. of of learning, and you as a teacher are just doing a wonderful job of that still. And I just. Um, yeah, appreciate your encouragement and advice to others, uh, being a part of, of a pivot in humanity, um, in education, and in so many different parts of our world. So um, yeah, so thanks for sharing your story, for sharing the story of teachers, and for the story of your strengths of being able to figure out like, okay, what's bothering me? What do I need to turn down? What do I need to turn up? And seeing that you've been able to Mm -hmm. be successfully able to do that um, over the last couple months. And I'm excited to see what's in store for you next year as you help the education system pivot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how things, um, you know, get molded into fitting into this kind of new normal that we're going to have to live in. And and see what lessons we learned from it, and um, I'm just, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm more optimistic now than I was before.
0: So yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And you're more rested yeah. too, which really, you know, what yeah. that probably helps. <laughs> That's definitely the number one. <laughs> Thank oh, you so much cool. for
1: having me today.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you shared your story, and I'm looking forward to everyone hearing it. Ch- chat later. Bye. Thanks. Bye the tooth story is the one that keeps getting me. Don't you remember poignantly those elementary school teachers who truly saw you, who opened your eyes to something that you came to love, who smiled at you every single day and they believed in you? We love our teachers and we want them to celebrate us with with us, especially in huge things like that missing tooth. Our kids' teachers are carrying stress and uncertainty and trying to navigate A totally new terrain yet beneath it all they miss our kids they still believe in our kids and they are waiting for those moments that they'll get to be together again thanks Annie for sharing a teacher's story to connect with Annie Elliott you can find her on LinkedIn as Annette Elliott she once told me that every consonant in her name is doubled that helped me quite a bit in spelling so find her and send her a little note of encouragement on LinkedIn in fact Consider using this moment to send a note of encouragement to the teachers who mean the most to your kids too. While the impact of crisis and world change are still a living and breathing specimen, they're still real, we're coming to a close on this series soon. It's been one of my personal favorites and I can't thank my guests enough for their willingness to show up as they are and share stories and experiences in the midst of struggle that have touched us all. If we're not already connected, I would love to connect with you on Instagram and LinkedIn where we can continue this conversation around strengths in families and in healthcare teams. On Instagram, you can find me at isogostrong and on LinkedIn, Becky Hammond. Also, let's talk about your strengths for a quick second before we sign off. Uh, If you don't know your top five Clifton strengths from the StrengthsFinder yet, or if you know them but you don't really feel like you've done much with them yet. You know, you're not in a boat all by yourself. Many great leaders and parents have yet to discover their strengths and how to find out how to really let them make an impact in their lives and in their work. And, and really, it's so much easier than you might think to start. I'd love to help give you that jump start as your virtual coach. Since you've joined us here today, I'd also love to give you $5 off the Strength Startup Virtual Coach Kickstarter, which makes it in total under 20 bucks. In this email coaching series for me, you'll get insights into your talents and strengths, as well as some action that you can take to make relationships easier around you, in stress and beyond. If you go over to isogostrongcom slash strengthstartup, you can check it out. There are two options there. One if you already know your top five strengths and one if you have yet to discover them. So you can choose the track that's best for you. I would be honored to get to know you. And don't forget, use the code virtualcoach5 for $5 off. You and your strengths have the power to make a ripple effect in your family and on your team and ultimately across the entire world. We can feel that now more than ever. The world needs your strengths. So learn them, love them, and live them in your own circles of influence. Until next time on Isogo TV.